Welcome to the Shari Tzedek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Here you'll find a live recording of just about every sermon, Devar Torah, teaching, or story from our Arab Shabbat and High Holy Day services. We know that you wish you could be with us more often, and we understand life getting in the way is not a bad thing. To live Jewishly is to understand that just as important as it is that Judaism happens in the synagogue, it's even more important to live Jewishly in your home and on your way. So here we are, in your home, on your way, maybe even on your morning run. If you ever have any questions or want to continue the discussion, let one of us know, and make sure you check out our live stream and YouTube channel for more ways that Shari Tzedek is available to you on demand. Keep an eye on your shofar and email so that when you're able, you can be with us as well. Looking forward to seeing you soon. I'm still hungry. These are words that Jason and I are getting used to hearing as our almost five-year-old daughter is in an ongoing growth spurt. No matter what she eats, she always wants more. We've actually developed a new technique. If after her dinner and her special treat, Eva is still hungry, we offer her more of the healthiest item on the table that she can eat until she's full. And believe me, this child has eaten an entire plate of steamed broccoli after eating more than the rest of us combined. Luckily, most of what we eat in the Simon home is pretty healthy. I'm not even going to ask how many parenting tips I'm already getting in the Facebook comment box right now. Um, But lucky for me, there might be an even better parenting tip in this week's Torah portion. As we read Parshat Akev this Shabbat, the eighth chapter of Deuteronomy begins with a reminder, a warning, and a prescription. Remember, we are told that God has been testing you these past 40 years to see whether you would follow the commandments even in difficult times. You were hungry and God gave you manna so that you would learn that you do not survive on bread alone, we read. But now God is bringing you to a land that flows with milk and honey, a land in which you will have more than you could ever need. So when you eat and you are full, be sure to bless Adonai, lest you forget that it was God who has brought you to this place. That last verse, ve'achalta ve'savata uverachta et Adonai Elohecha, you shall eat and you shall be full and you shall bless Adonai your God, is the commandment that leads us to birkat hamazon, the blessing after the meal, which is the only blessing that is commanded in the Torah. Now, according to the pshat, which is the literal reading of the Torah, When we've eaten our fill, a blessing of gratitude reminds us that we've had help in achieving our success that has led us to be able to eat and be full. So according to the Torah, you have to eat and be full in order to say this blessing. So Eva might finish many meals without having to say Birkat Hamazon. But the rabbis changed this a little bit. 
The Talmud tells us that anytime you eat a minimal amount of bread, and there's an argument over whether it's an olive's worth of bread or an egg's worth of bread, the size of an olive or the size of an egg, which, believe it or not, there are many times in the Talmud where we argue over whether something is an olive's worth or an egg's worth in a lot of different contexts. But depending on which school you follow, either after an olive's worth or an egg's worth of bread, you should say Birkat Hamazon, this blessing after the meal, whether or not you're still hungry. The rabbis, in a way, take the commandment from the Torah and flip it on its head. What was meant to be a reminder that even when things are plentiful, we still have to be grateful, now says that even when you're left hungry, you can't forget to be grateful for what you've been able to eat. A midrash will teach that this act of blessing is so commendable that when God was questioned by the angels, how can you show favor to the Israelites when all people are supposed to be judged equally? God answers saying, this people was commanded to bless when they eat and are full, but they say the blessing even after only eating an olive's or an egg's worth of bread. Even God didn't know which side of the argument to take in this one. Saying Birkat Hamazon, even when still hungry, may have a different effect as well. And the rabbis, it turns out, may have been well ahead of their time, as they often were. Aliyah Crum, an assistant professor of psychology at Stanford, was a graduate student at Yale University in 2011 when she conducted an experiment in which she made giant batches of a vanilla milkshake. Now, this vanilla milkshake was made very specifically so that every serving would contain 300 calories exactly. But she took that 300-calorie milkshake and put it into two different bottles. One was labeled Sensa Shake, and it was advertised on the bottle as having zero fat, no added sugar, and only 140 calories. The other bottle was called Indulgence, labeled on the bottle as high in fat and sugar, containing 620 calories. Now remember, both bottles had the same milkshake with the average 300 calories. Sure enough, those who drank the Indulgence shake, the one that said it was higher in calories, felt fuller afterwards. And those who drank the Sensa shake, which said it was a health food item, were left hungry. And they had science to back up this sensation. There's a hormone called ghrelin, which is called the hunger hormone, which is produced in the stomach and gives you a feeling of, um, of being hungry. And the ghrelin was measured significantly different between these two groups. Thinking you should be full makes you feel full. So all I have to do is tell Eva that what she's eating is extremely fattening. Or maybe we just have to start saying Birkat Hamazon after every meal in the Simon home. Telling ourselves that we've eaten and we're full maybe can make us believe that we're full. 
Now, I offer this message this evening because I can't tell you how many conversations I've had over the past four months that have begun. Rabbi, I know that others have it much worse, and I shouldn't be complaining. I have everything I need, but... Or, Rabbi, I'm so grateful for what we have, but... And I always share that being grateful for our blessings is an extremely important step. And that doesn't mean that we can't still wish that things were different. When Pirkei Avot teaches that the one who is rich is the one who is happy with what he or she has, it doesn't say that that happiness can't mean we don't still wish that things were a little different. The rabbinic interpretation of Birkat Hamazon is a reminder that at any moment in our lives, no matter how hungry we are, we can find something that can satisfy us, something for which to be grateful. The Torah teaches that even the one who takes from the charity plate should give to charity, that even when we are hungry, there are others who are hungrier. But when we are satisfied, when we have had our fill, or when we are hungry, even though we know we really shouldn't be, this is when we go back to the Torah's original intent. This is when we not only express our gratitude, but strive to find ways to help those who truly are in need. This is when we recognize how lucky we are and that we must be God's partner in ensuring that others may have their fill as well. We should all want things to be different right now. Anyone who doesn't is far too comfortable in their own bubble and has allowed themselves to shut out the outside world. But wanting more makes it that much more important to be aware of the blessings that surround us. And wanting more makes it that much more important to try to be the blessing for the world around us. We are hungry. But thank God for the sustenance that we've been given. And thank God for the ability we've been given to sustain those around us.